One of the things that we decided right off the bat when we started this podcast was we would not let just anybody sponsor us. To get on here and be a sponsor, you have to share the same values and you have to have the same heart uh, as we do. And you have to be providing something that's very important to us. And coffee is very important to us. And that's why we've been very happy to have Juniper Mountain Trading Post Coffee as our personal sponsors here on the channel. They're the company that provides all the coffee for the school. It's the coffee that we drink personally at home. And, uh, and we're very, very happy. They're a family owned company that does everything themselves and they have the same standards and the same heart that we do. So if you're looking for a, a quality coffee company, uh, go to junipermountaincoffee.com. And when you check out, make sure that you plug in and type in dry Creek, all one word for a 10% discount. Good morning. Uh, welcome to the Dry Creek Podcast. We uh, today is May twenty first, so we just finished up our third week of the school for this year. Waiting for the new students going to roll in this afternoon. Had a had a good week. Um, by design or by accident, Mama says it's by accident. Uh, but we wind up with ladies week this week. So we only do five students a week. And, uh, and this week, all five of them were ladies. And but we had a good bunch of gals and, and, uh, had a, just had a real good time. We dancing in and around the weather now here's springtime in Wyoming, but we, we got, we got pretty good this week. It didn't turn out what they were originally promising. And, uh, so we had some rain, but it wasn't as bad as they said it was going to be. And so we were able to have classes and able to get quite a bit of riding done up on the mountain. So it worked out good. I noticed this week, well, actually last couple of weeks, I've been noticing a, a change in Boone. Now for you old hands on here, you know, Boone, Boone's my number one. My number one fellow, big horse out here. And, uh, he's the one, uh, he's the one that has a retirement home until his last day. Um, if I've got food, he's got food. He's not old. He's only about 13, which isn't old for a horse. And he's just always been just the, the most personable first one up, you know, to the gate to greet you, loves to get petted, loves to get scratched, loves always just everything, just very easy going, very friendly, very gentle. Last couple of weeks, some of that's changed a little bit. And uh, might not be enough that people who don't know him would notice it, but man, we've noticed it. Um, and uh, so, I mean, there, it's been, he's got, he's got to where he's, He's uh, pinned his ears and swung his nose around when you when you go to cinch him. He doesn't. Sometimes he just don't want to get caught. Um, he uh, he's just he's just a bit cranky. And then yesterday, they, well, let's see what was it Friday had the farrier come out to shoe, and he was he was the worst I've ever seen with the farrier with any farrier. Now. 
fortunately for me, and fortunately for Boone, I know Boone. I know Boone very well. And uh, it might be if it was a different horse, we would start in on some some schooling and some education. But I happen to know Boone, and I know that Boone isn't feeling good. In fact, we've had uh, we've had someone out now. They're supposed to come out tomorrow, be their fourth visit out. Um, kind of, we're trying to. I've had chiropractors out trying to get him back in shape, and, I, and I'm about to take him to a major equine hospital or vet around here and just say, look, running nose to tail and just do a complete checkup and find out what's wrong. Um, but Boone don't feel good. Boone, Boone, we ride him just a little bit, but we don't ride him much. It don't take long. And uh, Boone's discomfort, Boone's physical discomfort is making him cranky. Uh, it's, it, it's uh, surprising sometimes how many folks in the horse world that are just kind of on the outer edge of the horse world, just kind of just wading around in the shallow end. Uh, anything behavior-wise with their horse, they put it down to attitude. They, they put it down to the knees training. Horse got a bad attitude. The horse is cranky. Uh, that horse is mean. That horse is rebellious. Um, but way more often than we would sometimes give credit for, they just hurt, but they can't tell us where they're hurting. They can't tell us how they're hurting. Uh, they just hurt. Now, you know that we will get up of a morning, get out of bed and we'll have to go to work or whatever. And we've got a bad cold. We've got the flu. Uh, we're hurting in some manner or another, and we're just kind of grouchy all day. And we try to be civil. We try to be polite, uh, but we're not at our best. And horses are the same way. The problem comes in the fact that when we don't feel good, we know what doesn't feel good. Uh, we've got body aches and joint aches because of the flu. Our nose is stopped up. We've got a sore throat. Our eyes are itchy and watering, uh, you know, or whatever it is. Um, and we know it. But our horse, when they are hurting, when they don't feel good, they can't tell us. They can't say, this is what the problem is. Um, you'll find, you would find, if you knew what to look for and searched it out, um, a lot of performance issues that horses have uh, is from discomfort. Saddles that don't fit, riders that are too heavy, riders that don't ride balanced and ride proper, and the horse gets uncomfortable, and they're trying as best they can to perform what we want them to do, but it just hurts. Um and so, you know, you, you get a horse and, and uh, whatever the discipline is and, and you're in an arena and you're asking them to do this and you're asking them to do that. And they're stiff and their ears are pinned back and they're gaping at the mouth on the bit. And they're just, and you say, this horse is just, this horse isn't here today. That horse is probably hurting. That horse is probably in some level of pain. Um, and, uh, 
be it from the saddle, be it from, you know, the night before. Um, you got them kept up in a stall and you're feeding them too hot a feed and they don't get enough time out and they kick in the wall of the stall sometime at night. And so their, their fetlocks hurt, their cannon hurts, their, you know, their legs hurt. Something is wrong. Um, and so their crankiness, their emotional distress is brought about by physical distress. Okay. Not always, but in my opinion, which has no weight, no authority, but in my opinion, many, many times, emotional distress is brought about by physical distress uh, in our horses, in, in our dogs. Now, Waylon, you guys, Waylon's our little red healer pup, and uh, all the students have come through. Everybody loves Waylon. He's just a big old pet me dog. And uh, he loves on the trail. He loves running, a, you know, and he just loves to be petted and rubbed and cuddled and hugged. And the students are all happy to do that. But here a couple weeks ago, um, there were a couple of growls come out of Waylon. It was, uh, I mean, he's a, he, he wasn't as uh, cute and cuddly, um, but he had got a hold of a porcupine twice. And, uh, and he was hurting. And when we went to help him with those porcupine quills and he was hurting worse, he wasn't as sweet and gentle as he normally is. Uh, and, uh, and we had to be careful because he, after a bit, he told us pretty plain, I'm fixing to bite somebody. You know, I, I'm fixing to, I don't like this. I don't like you. I don't want to be petted. I don't want to be held. I just want to be left alone. Just leave me alone because I'm hurting. Now, of course, we couldn't do that. We had to help him. And so we were just as gentle as we could. But, you know, that's just the way of nature. And it's the way of people, too. And we need to always keep in mind, and it's not an excuse for everybody around us, but we need to always keep in mind that pain, pain erases good nature many times. Okay. Um, and, uh, and humans, you know, we don't just have physical pain. We have emotional pain. We have mental pain. We have historical pain. We have memories from the past and we don't, you know, that person across from us, we, we don't, we don't know what they're going through. We don't know how they hurt, how they're hurting physically. Uh, we don't know how they, how they hurt you know, mentally, we don't know what they're going through relationship wise with their kids, uh, or with their parents or with their friends, or we, we don't know. And, uh, and sometimes we're pretty thoughtless and pretty careless because we don't care. Uh, all we care about is how are they treating us and is it meet our standards? And it does not matter what it is that put them off their feed. It's inconveniencing us. Uh, and so we just want it fixed so that we cannot be inconvenienced. But folks, man, we are, we, we are an arrogant bunch. Uh, we're just, we're just an arrogant bunch. And we think it's all about us. It's all about me. 
if my horse is not behaving as a kind, gentle, happy, bright spot of sunshine, that is affecting me. And, and so then we get cranky about it and we don't stop and think that, well, how's his day going? You know, I told the students this week, I said, one thing you can never forget, you can never forget is a horse will have a bad day just like you will. And when you have a bad day, when you woke up, when you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and it just ain't your day. Uh, mostly now you got to go to work. You still have to go to work, but mostly what you want all day is to be left alone. You'll show up, you'll do your job. You'll do what has to be done. You'll try not to kill anybody in the process, but you just want to be left alone. And the horses are the same way. Um, we had yesterday was a, yesterday was a, a little bit of a, cranky day for the horses and you just have that sometimes uh mouse is he's normally about the quietest deadest horse to get shot he just stand there and go to sleep biscuit is the same way both of them fought that farrier and he's a good farrier he's a good quiet it wasn't the farrier's fault it just yesterday was just one of them days and the horses they just they weren't having it and so but did we, did they have to get shoes? Yeah, they got shoes. Uh, did we take the students out and go for a ride? Yeah, for, I guess, about three hours they had to ride. Um, but we didn't put through any schooling and extra training and stuff. They had to do their job. They had to do their job, but they weren't uh, fuzzled with. They weren't nagged. They weren't, it's just, look, just do your job, and I understand. And they did their job. I mean, you know, the horses, they didn't. Nothing did anything physical to cause any kind of, uh, this, you know, fear or, or nervousness with the students. It wasn't anything like that. Uh, mouse was, um, in a big hurry to get back to the barn cause he just, he wasn't, he wasn't in it. And he's normally just a slow pokey thing out there, you know? So I, knowing their personalities, I can see the things that are off and they were just off. You know, but that's okay. You know, the saying is you, you got to ride the horse that shows up. I've, I've talked about this before. You have to ride the horse that shows up. And so if I'm, if it's, and that's any single horse, if it's biscuit or it's boon, the boon that I get today may not be the boon I get tomorrow. And whatever boon shows up tomorrow, now he, he's, he's pretty level and consistent. All right. And we get this pain taken care of, but whatever boon shows up, that's the boon that I have to ride. And you know, at work, whichever one of your fellow employees shows up, that's the one you got to work with. Now, yesterday they might've been joking and laughing and, and, uh, easy to get along with and everybody's on the same page. And today they might be sour. They might be sullen. They might be uh, kind of cranky, but you got to work with the employee that shows up. And you've got to realize that they are like they are because of what's going on in their life that you don't know anything about. They're not like they are because of what's going on in your life. They're like they are because of the trouble that they're dealing with. All right. The stress that they're under, the fear that they're under, the financial burden that they're under, the family burden that they're under. 
And so emotional distress, mental distress will, um, what's the word? It'll manifest itself physically, physically. And, uh, and you know, it's the same with us individually. Uh, you get under enough emotional stress, you get under enough mental stress, you worry enough about money or paying bills or the success or failure of a relationship, you'll get a bellyache. Your blood pressure will go up. All right, you'll start, you'll start physically manifesting. You'll start being cranky to everybody around you. You'll have a hard time keeping your temper, um, or or being, not being morose and not being um, depressed and what it, it'll manifest itself physically. Now, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people around us, they don't understand that. They, they know more than we understand it often about those that we are around. Um, but it's, 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 uh, these emotional changes and distresses are often brought about physically. And so what I'm just doing today is I'm just, encouraging you to have a little grace to have a little patience to bite your tongue to just be quiet to go over to the coffee station and pour an extra cup of coffee and bring it over and set it on the desk in front of them or whatever your situation is for that grouchy person, and then just walk away and just know that they're feeling a pain that you probably don't know anything about. And it's not personal towards you all the time. We take everything personal. Boom. It's, it's not personal. And one of the things you got to always understand with horses is with horses, it's never personal. A horse will only do what it thinks it's supposed to do. All right, I read this week. I think this was Ray Hunt. All right, I read this this week. And it, the quote won't be perfectly 100% exact. But a horse is only going to do what it thinks it's supposed to do or what its instinct tells it it has to do. But it's never personal. That horse never wakes up in the morning and says, you know what? If that knobhead comes out here and puts a saddle on me today, I'm going to buck him off. I'm just tired of it. I'm not putting up with him. That, that, it doesn't work like that. That's not how horses operate. Um, and so the difficulty we have with people and with horses is they won't tell us they're hurting. Now, some horses and some people, they're just gold brickers. They're just, let's see, what's the word I picked up on one of my trips to Australia? They're whingers. They're always whinging. They're always limping and grimacing and ow, ow, ow. And you never have to, you know, they're like soccer players. They fall down and uh, grab their leg, you know, grab their knee or whatever. And you never have to wonder uh, if they're hurting. You got to wonder if it's real or not. And, you know, some horses like that, but some horses like Boone. Uh, if Boone, if I see Boone um, limping or he's grunting, uh, he's hurting really bad. Otherwise, I never know. I don't know. Uh, some horses that just have so much heart 
and they're just so tough. Uh, Boone is out in that 200-acre pasture with all the horses. And so during the week, at least three times a week, we go up there, we take another horse, and we go out in that pasture, and we round the horses up, take them back to the barn. Boone is at the front. It doesn't matter how bad his hips hurt. It doesn't matter what's going on physically. Boone is going to be at the front. When they go taken off and headed for the barn, he's not limping in the back and saying, oh, woe is me. I'm just a hurting old geezer. You kids, go ahead now. No. He's like, you sorry pup. You're not outrunning me. And I mean, he's digging and charging. Now, he'll, he'll pay the price for the rest of the day. But he, but he ain't going to show it unless he just doesn't have a choice. And there's people out there like that. Male and female. I know the way I was raised with my dad, with my uncles in Kentucky and everything. I mean, it, you didn't show it. If you were hurting, you suck it up, you dried your eyes, and you went on about the business, and you didn't show it because that's just the way men did. Um, and it was a point of pride that you got hurt that day, and nobody could tell. Nobody could know. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying it's the reality. There's people out there that are like that. Um, and they're not going to come in and, and be chewing on aspirin in front of you and, and carrying on. And they're, they're not going to come in and flop down and say, man, you would not believe what so-and-so has been doing to me. You would not believe the text I got for, they're not going to do that. All right. They're going to suffer in silence, but they can't help it. Eventually they're going to start getting a bit cranky because they're just burning up, eating it up inside. It's just eating them up. Uh, and they can only maintain it external equilibrium for so long. And they're not going to tell you I'm cranky today because I'm hurting because somebody broke my heart because somebody hurt me because somebody betrayed me because somebody did this. They're not going to do that. But you notice that person who's just always the quiet, even, no drama, no muss, no fuss. You notice they start getting cranky. They start getting short tempered. There's a scowl on, um, they're probably hurting inside. They, they didn't just turn into a jerk overnight. They're probably hurting. So stop and think, you know, if I was, if, if that was me, what would I want? And uh, most likely I just want to be left alone so I can sort through this in my head, get a handle on it and deal with it and, uh, and move on. So what does all this entail? It entails stop living inside of your own self and pay attention to what's going on around you and realize that the people, hey, that <laughs> that poor woman at Walmart at the checkout counter uh, with her collapsed arches and her hurting feet and her sore neck and her miserable, pitiful little paycheck and family at home and bills and whatnot, if she grouches at you a little bit, it ain't about you. She don't know you. It, it has nothing to do with you. It's just she's hurting. And so you've got to understand that whether it's horse, horse, sorry, horse or dog or person or whatever, a lot of times when they snap at you, they're not snapping at you. They're snapping at their pain. They're just because they're hurting. Okay? And we've got to be understanding about that. And when you have horses... You've got to be understanding about it. Your horse is not behaving towards you in a certain way because he's taking a personal decision to do so. Okay? He's uh he's just doing what he what he thinks he has to do. And so just 
let's just be kind of understanding and pay attention to the world around us and uh, and just stop looking down at our dang phones and start looking at you know others others you know i grew up in sunday school all my life they told me the secret to joy is jesus first others second and you last and that's joy now maybe that's you know but it's you you cannot have joy if you're just totally focused on yourself and if everything in the world around you you take it personal like it's pointed at you like it's aimed at you uh you're just you're just going to be a miserable, angry person. Okay? Uh, and so just be a little understanding out there. Okay? All right. Um, that's, that's it. That's all I got. Just a little bit of encouragement today. Um, and I hope you all have a good week. And I uh, hope the summertime is going to treat you good. And I hope this next batch of students coming in have as much fun as the last batch did. We'll catch you guys next time.